0: i've never really been a dog person that may have something to do with the fact that i was attacked by a dog when i was eight years old so never really been a dog person but i've got this this dog jack 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 is the one that's changed my mind about dogs, or at least he's changed my mind about this dog. Jack follows me everywhere I go. He is obedient. He's an obedient follower, which happens to be my definition of a disciple. A disciple is an obedient follower. And here's the interesting thing. There are advantages, privileges for such obedience and faithful following. What advantage? Liberty. The Galatians had been sucked into a legalistic faith, a life dominated and directed by rules and laws. A law is a leash, but faithful followers, they have liberty. They don't have to have a leash. Jack doesn't need a leash because he's obedient. I don't have to constantly be pulling at him on a leash to keep him following along with me. When I take him for a walk, he basically does his own thing and just follows along. I keep walking and he follows me. And if he starts going somewhere I don't want him to go, I simply say no and he stops. And if he's lagging a bit behind, I say, Jack, come on, and he runs right up to me. And if he's getting out a bit too far in front of me, I just give a little whistle and he runs right back to me. He is obedient, so he doesn't need a leash. He's got liberty because he's an obedient follower. Paul, in Galatians chapter 5, he writes to the Christians at Galatia who were basically putting themselves back on a leash by living in legalistic adherence to the law. He writes to the church there and he says to them, Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled again with a leash. When you become a disciple, an obedient follower of Christ, you experience liberty. And those that follow Christ obediently, they don't need a leash. They don't need the leash of the law. This is what God desires for your relationship with him. He desires that you would experience this liberty. The Christians within the churches in Galatia, they had been sucked into a legal standing with God over a relational standing. And there is very little joy in that. Paul was grieved by this slide into legalism among those that he had worked so hard to bring the gospel to. He writes to them in chapter 4 and he says, I'm fearful for you because I'm afraid that I have labored in vain bringing the gospel to you. I worked so hard in bringing you the gospel, and I'm afraid that all of that work was for naught. Those are heavy words, but they beg the question, what would be the evidence that Paul had not labored in vain? What would be the proof that his work in bringing them the gospel was effectual? Two things come to mind. First, they were standing fast in the freedom by which Christ, through the gospel, had set them free. If they maintained that freedom through obedient following of Jesus, then Paul would know that his work was not in vain. And second, he would know that his work was not in vain if all that hard work in planting the seed of the gospel resulted in fruit. Fruit, you may ask? Absolutely, fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what we find in Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. Faithful followers of Christ, disciples, they walk in the freedom of the gospel and their lives produce the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence that God, by his Holy Spirit, is residing in and working through them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are a good indicator, a great barometer for our lives. The extent to which these things are evident in you is the extent to which your life is mirroring Christ. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.